Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time! You asked for it and you got it at BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We'll voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC, film, <laughs> politics, you name it, we talk about it. And we're here with... My co-host and producer, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I always feel bad when you do this because I don't I know, matter we'll when a man it. like Brandon Moreno is here. Give, give, us, <laughs> give us the thunder. Give, bring, bring that thunder, Bruce. Uh, it's got to be the thunder. There's nothing else that should be the thunder. But other than that, let me just check one little thing here because I want to do it really, really, really special. Oh, really. he's not going to mess around here, Brandon. Get ready. All right. All right. I'm ready. And now, this <laughs> is the moment we've all been waiting for. It's time. Our guest this week is the phenomenal, the surprising, the man that shocked the world, the baby assassin, Brandon Moreno. <laughs> Brandon Moreno, I forgot one thing. The champion of the world. Hey, Brandon, how are you? Bruce, thank you so much. Was so special last Saturday, and now it's special too. I really appreciate it, guys. Brandon, I got, you're very welcome, Brandon. I've been excited to have you on the show. Uh, my partner, Kristen, is a huge fan. She heard you're going to be on the show. She was at the show, flew down to Arizona with my godson, Henry. And the most impressive thing to her all night was your performance and your post-fight interview and, you know, bringing your wife and your child in and everything. I got to tell you, Brandon, it was just very, I, listen, I, I don't like to see champions lose their belt, but I do like to see people win the belt. It's kind of a 50-50. Yeah. It's, it's one of those catch-22s. But to see you win the belt after your performance, to see you say that when I look back and I remember the video of you saying that you were going to be champion someday, uh, that you will be champion, that you will be champion. It reminded me of a young Conor McGregor I met at 19 years old when he was 19 in, uh, or so in Dublin, Ireland. And I never even knew he existed, never fought in the UFC. And it came up to me and said, remember my name, Conor McGregor. I'm going to be champion someday. You're going to be announcing it. That kind of intestinal fortitude and foresight into your future and your goals that you want to fulfill for yourself are phenomenal. And you did it, my friend. And you know what? Thank you. It's just, it's just awesome. Your performance, everything. And to take a man like Davison Figueredo out <laughs> with a rear naked choke is like, that's pretty phenomenal. Let me just ask you a question. And it's an obvious question. 
I can see the elation in you. I can see the tears. I can see that when I say tears, tears of joy, tears of excitement, tears of everything happening at that point. And to share that with your beautiful family, are you still higher than a kite right now? Have you come down yet? I mean, <laughs> you know, when I go, when I go to the bed, uh, for example, last, last night, uh, I, ha I still have a lot of adrenaline, you know, watching, you know, my highlights. I saw my fight like, I don't know, like 10 times right now. Uh, I, Bruce, I remember that moment, you know, where every, you know, every single fighter has his own, own reaction. For right. example, uh, it was very funny watch um, uh, Charles Oliveira run around the octagon uh, when he got the, the lightweight belt. But for me, it was a lot of peace in my soul, you know, like a lot of calm in my body. I enjoyed that moment, uh, watching all the crowd around uh, in the arena that, uh, that night. And then a few minutes later, the, all the emotions started to come to my body. And, you know, it was an emotional moment for everybody. Uh, it was funny because when I talked with somebody about that, uh, everybody said, like, man, your fight was amazing. It was very emotional. I was crying. And I say, like, ah, oh, man, it's fine. Everybody uh, cried that night and was very emotional for everybody. So it's fine. Good. Ride with that emotion. Ride with that passion. That's what life is all about, you know? What, uh, Brandon, when you think about your future and you think about the people that uh, you can come up against in the flyweight division, you know, which is a lot of tough cats, uh, obviously an obvious question again would be is, who do you think that your next opponent would be? And how long do you want to take off? First off, how long do you want to take off before your next fight? Or are you ready to fight at the call of action when Dana and the matchmakers call you? And who would you like to fight is, if you had a choice or is, does it matter? Uh, it's a it's a really good question, you know, because the people talk uh, uh, about a few names there in the division. Uh, the people talking about the, the trilogy against uh, Figueiredo. Uh, I think the I don't know what you think, Bruce, but the, I think the fight was very dominant. Uh, and you know, I don't see the trilogy the next fight for me. But you never know. You never know with the UFC. The people talking about Cody Garbrandt too. He lost his last fight against Rod Font, but he's the former champ, and you know he has the name, so it's a possibility. The the, the winner be, uh, between um, Oscar Oscar of and Alex Perez, I think he, uh, the winner is the next. You know, the last fight of Oscar Oscarov against Joseph uh, was good, was impressive. So that can be a possibility. I'm ready. And to be honest, right now, I'm just trying to, to rest. You know, this training camp was crazy. This training camp was so hard because it was so long. It was, it's the, the most uh, long training camp I never, I never had in my life uh, because the last fight was in December. Uh, Dana White uh, came with me and say something like, hey, man, uh, I congrats for the, for the performance. Enjoy, enjoy your family, enjoy the, the Christmas, and see you next year for the for the rematch. So I tried so hard to enjoy my family, to enjoy Christmas, but one part of my mind was still thinking in Figueiredo, still thinking in the rematch, in depression, um, and all that stuff. And then, you know, training camp, you know, try to make the, the best game plan, try to watch again the, the, the fight, to, to, to watch all the mistakes. And, you know, right now I'm trying to rest and take care of my family. We need vacations. We want to go to Puerto Vallarta maybe very soon. Nice. And after that, I'll go directly to the gym and start training like a crazy guy because that belt is mine and that's it. <laughs>
You know, that I, belt I, is yours, my friend. That belt is yours. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm curious, Brandon. Going back to that first fight, your your first meeting with, with Davison was was the greatest flyweight title fight uh, I think we've ever seen. Um, you know, this performance following it up, it, it did put a stamp on it. I mean, if you guys have a, a trilogy match, it's it's going to have to be down the road, in my opinion. He's going to have to kind of build himself back up because of the way that you dominated him. But I, I'm curious. Did that first fight inform your approach to the second fight? Did did you come up with a different game plan or, or change tactics because of uh, the success you had at all in the uh, in the first fight? I mean, talking specifically about the, the the game plan, so the game plan was put a lot of pressure on him. He we saw his fights, you know, before before our fight and. We saw he looks uncomfortable when when he need to go back in the uh, between in the fight. So the plan, the game plan was put a lot of pressure, be aggressive, throw a lot of push, a lot of uh, punches, throw a lot of kicks. You know, in the cut kicks, uh, specifically if he changed to sofa, uh, kick a lot of the the the, ins the inside of the leg. And attack, I love the body, attack the body. That was something good in the game plan um, because he cut too much weight. You saw the last uh, UFC embedded when he go he go to the scale and after that started to cry for, you know, just to make weight. That, that was very dramatic for me. And that was a, a symbol of the game plan was correct. Um, but the key of the, the real key of the victory was my, my mindset, you know, really believe I can be that, that guy. Obviously, a lot of experts, a lot of different uh, people talking about the, the, the rematch and saying, like, I will lose the, the fight. But, man, I believe in myself. I really believe I was the best that night. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, just, I just did it. I did it. And I remember when I finished the fight, the first word in my mind was, like, I did it. You know, here's one of the cool things is you're coming out of the uh, the tough competition, the ultimate fighter competition into the UFC octagon. You're one of very few people that's become champion out of the ultimate fighter series into it. And pardon me if I'm incorrect. Am I correct, TJ, in saying that uh, Brandon is the first Mexican champion that the UFC has? Mexican born, yeah. Mexican born champion. You know, there's so much for you to be proud about here. I mean, I know you achieved in Legacy Fighting Alliance, the LFA flyweight championship there. But your accomplishments so far are phenomenal. I'm going to put my two cents in and, and say that a trilogy fight with Figueredo, I agree with TJ. I personally think that you were dominant, that there's no reason to go right back into a, a, another fight. You know, let him have another fight. Okay. You defend your belt as you should and dominate for as long as you can, if not forever in your career, um, <laughs> the division, period. You know, um, but again, I, I just think it's a shame sometimes when fighters have to face each other three times in a row. Like trilogies are good and all, but back to back to back, <laughs> like we want some variety. Variety is the spice of life. But if this went five rounds back and forth war, sure, right? 29-28, say, right. yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's not the case here. No, Dominant, no. Naked choke, done. Hey, uh, 
Brandon, I'm curious. <laughs> D- during this uh, pandemic, uh, I've gone down to Mexico a lot with uh, Victor Davila and, and Combat Jiu-Jitsu, which I know you're a, a veteran of. Um, and, and I talked to some of the, the Mexican fans down there, and a lot of them have been buzzing about your accomplishments in the UFC. And granted, it's a, it's a jiu-jitsu-heavy crowd, so they're more tuned into mixed martial arts than, you know, say, the, the average uh, fan. But one thing that I've, I've noticed lately is, is you know you're starting to come to the forefront of combat sports athletes from Mexico that are really starting to get a lot of buzz and traction. Now that you're the UFC champion, I'm not going to say that the culture is going to shift from a boxing culture to a mixed martial arts culture, but you got to feel pretty good about you know representing the Mexicans in in the sport of mixed martial arts and you know the first one to have success at the highest level in the UFC where you're a champion. Do you feel like you're helping the sport grow south of the border? Man, definitely, you know, for sure. I mean, I, I think <laughs> a lot of information, but first of all, you know, we had, as you know, Caim Velasquez, Henry Cejudo before. Right. And, and it's important for us because, for example, Caim Velasquez, I said in the, pre- the post uh, press conference in, uh, last Saturday, I mean, Cain Velasquez came with, you know, with UFC in 2014 and put the mixed martial arts in another level, you know. Uh, Henry Cejudo, he saved the division, the flyweight division. And he's, uh, I, I know his mom and, you know, all the, the Mexican heritage. Just the thing is, you know, born in, 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 a, in a country where sometimes the opportunities are very hard to get. It's you know, it's an it's a special for the people. That's why I think right now my name is around to around all the country. You know, I think it's around the world because I did it. I did it with all these uh, uh, problems in in the life for a Mex for a Mexican who lives here. Uh, I, I did it. Um, I know I have an expe- an special position right now to put the mixed martial arts in Mexico in another nice and high level because uh, a lot of people feels like uh, is how is the word in english identified that's something yeah, like that yep, yeah yep. that's right they they feel uh, identified with me and i i can be an example for this uh, new generation in the mixed martial arts i feel so weird talking about generations because you know i'm so young but it is what it is you know and other generations are coming and i can be an example for them it's exciting, Brandon, because I, I think the UFC has wanted to get the the Mexican combat sports fan for a very long time, and you know it's hard to market uh, to uh, you know a crowd like that when first off boxing is so big in Mexico, and then beyond that, you know it, it was hard to find uh, a, an American sort of um, Mexican background, like like say a Tito Ortiz. Tito's not going to resonate with the me- Mexican fans <laughs> like you. You know what I mean? And uh, tried. It, tried. It's, it's pretty special to, to see this moment, you know, as someone who has worked in the sport, Bruce, obviously the, the center of it all, to finally see a Mexican UFC champion, an authentic Mexican UFC champion. It's pretty special, Brandon. Well, yes, go ahead, Brandon. No, no, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have more, more opinions about that. It's so special. It's, it's an, it's, it's another moment right now for the country in the mixed martial arts. Like you say, we have a lot of champions in boxing. You know, we have a, a huge culture of, uh, of boxing here in Mexico. But 
right now we we have just a one uh, champion in the world and that guy is me and that is special for me you know it's very special for you too because like the way you talk and i talk about this on the show all the time greatness and being a champion greatness of being a, a a star athlete it's not just the way you handle yourself in your performance inside the octagon when you're throwing punches and and going toe to toe it's the way you handle yourself outside the octagon too and you handle yourself with class you have an it factor yourself brandon um with greatness comes great responsibility and what you're talking about is being a role model to the young people being a role model to everybody who's a fan and above all being a role model to your country you know your mexican uh fan base and when I hear you talk like that, it just tells me that you've got a very long career ahead of you, not just as a fighter, but in other aspects too, which is something you're working on as a commentator, um, which I see yeah. when I'm at the Apex and you're working with Victor Devalia and, and doing your thing. Always smart, Brandon, as you're doing to think beyond your guns for when you put your guns away and you're okay. working on that. Um, I also know a couple other things too, that you're a big Lego fan, right? I love Lego. Definitely. Yeah. And I know, you know, you, he want, says I know it right. you want to see one of these, Brandon. You want to see? No, one of these. this is actually. You got to move it over a little it's bit, Bruce. You, you know, no, the other way. There you go. There you go. No, nope. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a Funko Pop. It's a Funko it's, Pop, it's, but this one was. This one is not. They haven't made one of me yet, Brandon. This oh. was actually made by an Australian fan. Okay, oh okay, wow! Okay. And he made it's this amazing. exactly the way that it is. So it's like a one of a kind that I got. But I also would love to have a pop figure too, which will probably happen at some point for both of us because they do make ones of the UFC. I just want to tickle <laughs> your tickle your fancy a little bit. I know how much you want this. So <laughs> we'll see what happens, Brandon. You know, on the, while I'm holding up little items here, you're truly. Are, do you drink at all? Do you drink? Uh, are you a tequila drinker? Sometimes, no, no. To be honest, not not too much. Okay, uh, I'm not going to send you a bottle of Puncher's Chance, but you are the one that truly has a Puncher's Chance. I made this with people like you in mind, Brandon, people that want to go really? and change okay. the world. Yeah, it's all about how you change the world with one punch. I think Brandon's got a Choker's Chance. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> you, Brandon, if you send me – you, ha I think you have my number. We change numbers? Yes. Okay, send me I send you. I send you my, my, my address, definitely. Let me shoot out a bottle for you. You can put it on the bar or whatever, share it with friends. But this is this is you. This is I made it's this a, with fighters of mine like you. I want to take one, definitely. It, it's a cool looking bottle, you know, if nothing else. It looks good. It's, uh, it's, it's starting for, from that, yes. Looks amazing, the bottle. Yeah. It's, hey. no, it's no idle gesture, too, Brandon. We just won three major tasting awards. We're the highest rated newest bourbon on the market in USA. And it's, okay. it's really good if you want to take a sip. We'll leave it at that. Send me an address. Let me send you something. Shoot me back a picture of you if you enjoy it. Okay, with the bottle. All right, perfect. Hey, Definitely. you know, we're, we're celebrating. Now, let's get on to something even more important, Brandon. I, this is very important to me is I love seeing you with your family. You have three daughters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, wow. my, my, my older daughter has uh, uh, seven years old. The middle one is uh, two years old, and and the young the youngest one the the, the girl in the arena with me Lazare, she has um in nine months. Oh my God! Nine months, wow. How how do you get to train, man? That's that's a crazy amount of responsibility. Man, this training camp. Other thing was, I don't sleep. I don't sleep too much. You I know? guess not. Was very hard. Uh, every single night, you know. Very tired after that really hard training, uh, training day. Uh, trying to go to the bed, and th then my my little kids start crying. 
and the other girls running around the house. It was crazy, but what can I say? It is what it is. It's, I, I love my life. Obviously, in that moment, was like, oh, no, I want a bed. But no, I, I love my daughters. I mean, that's my, my, my number one motivation in my life. Hey, you, you talk a lot about your mindset being uh, sort of the focal point of this last uh, camp and, and this last fight and how it was your strength. Um, you know, we, we look at the UFC and how big it is today in, in 2021. I think it's a lot easier to get to the UFC in the modern era than it was, say, 10 or 15 years ago. Oh, but, yeah, sure. but it's a lot harder to stay there, and it's even harder to get back. And, and Brandon, you were cut from the UFC you came back, you know, we mentioned the LFA run, and then to be a champion, there aren't many people in the modern era that have done what you have done. And I think that goes back to what, what Bruce is talking about, your character, your mental attitude, and your fortitude. Um, when you got cut, were you ever contemplating walking away from the sport? Because like I said, like the challenges to get back, it's very difficult. What was your mindset when, when the UFC released you? Man, to be honest, until this moment, I don't know. There wasn't a hard moment for me because, for example, in the mornings, I don't have the, the motivation to uh, to wake up uh, early in the morning and go and train again and do my job. It was hard, but I think there the discipline play and a special uh, uh, place in my life because... Obviously, I don't want, I, in that moment, I don't wanted to go to the gym and train, but I was very disciplined, you know? I was very disciplined and go to the gym uh, uh, and train really, really hard. So I, I tried to stay focused in the final goal, you know? Not in that moment, you know, in the future. And man, it's not, this is not the end of the way, you know? Uh, we can do something. We can do something better to go again to the UFC and get that title. I remember the fight against Dustin, Dustin Ortiz, and I say that. I mean, I will be champion one day, and I make that promise from a lot of people, so I need to do that. I need to get that job done. So I just try to uh, to keep focus uh, in, in, in my training, in my family, in my motivations, and that's it, man. Obviously, it's, it's very easy to just talk about that, but, man do it it's another it's another different thing hey uh brandon one of the other things too when i think about this and as good as you are with your the way you handle yourself and your marketing and all um are you allowed to have your own clothing line aside from what you do with the ufc with venom are you allowed to like have brandon moreno shirts and stuff that you can sell on your own not yet but it's coming soon bros i it's coming soon i'm, I'm thinking too much about that I, I, have I can my, I my can own. set that up I can set that up for you tomorrow morning I don't know if you're familiar with my new site millions.co no no, uh, no I don't know what is that okay write this down millions.co co millions.com uh, we'll, we'll send you we'll send you a link Brandon we'll we'll send you a link, okay Brandon. perfect perfect yeah. What I do is there is that um, because you have this grand ability and as long as your UFC contract allows you to do so but this is a way with you to connect with your fans. Okay, okay. I know I sound like promoting millions. I'm just thinking about you and your family and more money money coming into your family. But we will create your own clothing line. You don't have to spend any money to do it. Uh, instead of getting like a small percentage from a company that could bring you on, we give you the lion's okay. share, 70% or more of the profits. Uh, you can sign up and you can have like um, 
you can watch UFCs that you're not at with your fans. They can pay you a little to be with you and ask you questions and watch. And uh, at the same time, you can have, you know, not seminars, but like ask me anything, anything you want to ask me. Okay. And, and the cameos type videos there too. Still do your cameo, make your money. Yeah. Yeah. I promise. This is a way for you to do something where we do a lot of the work for you, te not teaching you, but helping you brand yourself further because all those fans that you have on social media, they want to know more about you, Brandon, especially now. They want to be able to touch you, uh, wear your T-shirt, wear all that. So just take a check on this. Uh, TJ, will you do me a favor? Make sure you send them the link. Or yep, I can no problem. No problem. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm very interesting. Yeah, take a look at it, Brandon. Follow Uncle Bruce. I'm giving you a couple little notes here. You are a real businessman, Bruce. <laughs> he never stops, Brandon. 24 hours stop. a day. <laughs> I want you guys to make a million dollars every time you walk in the octagon. And if I can help you put a few thousand or tens of thousands in your pocket, I'm going to yeah. do everything I can to make it happen, my friend. Everything Thank I can. You. Thank you so much, Bruce. <laughs> we got to so, let okay. the champ go. Yeah, we're going to let you go. But Puerto Vallarta, huh? Puerto Vallarta. Go I know enjoy it. Oh, do you know Puerto Vallarta? Oh, yeah. I went I went on a great vacation down there. Actually dislocated my shoulder in Puerto Vallarta uh -oh. uh, in, a, in a surfing Ooh. accident. So Okay. All good. I, I I have a very good fond and painful memory of Puerto Vallarta. Okay. <laughs> hey, Brandon, yeah. you got to hit up uh, Victor Davila and come down to Cancun for some combat jiu-jitsu. We'd love to have you down there. Hey, I can do that. I can do that. I love the, you know, I love combat jiu-jitsu. I, I was in the tournament before. Yeah. Uh, it's very excited, you know, and it's very excited how the jiu-jitsu guys uh, take care of the, of the, you know, of this, of the, I mean, I, our punches, you are, you know yeah that is a punch <laughs> yeah i mean we've we've seen people get tko'd and cut open from those uh those palm strikes Man, yes. so it's it's a it's a real fight in a lot of ways yes so yeah it's a it's a really nice and and funny and excited tournament yeah no we we love it and uh you can come take my job i'm the commentator you come uh, invade the booth you can uh you can help us out i can do it in spanish well, why I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to, to understand you, but why not? Let, like, yeah, come on over. <laughs> come on over. Perfect, bro. Thank you so much for the invitation. Actually, uh, Victor in, invited me uh, a few times before, but, you know, I'm always training, so it's right. hard sometimes. Let me tell you, Victor does a great job. And, of course, TJ does his usual great job down there. I've announced a number of them. And um, it's always great to watch quality, high-grade jiu-jitsu, but the combat jiu-jitsu is really exciting to watch, you know? It's a fight. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah a fight. it's a fight. And yeah. this guy from uh, this guy from just uh, jiu-jitsu, you know, watch, watching how they uh, make something for these new problems is, is nice. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, you know, the, the old idea of, of a submission grappling tournament – uh, we call this a submission fighting tournament because it really is a submission fighting tournament. Yeah. It's still about submissions, but uh, yeah, people bleed, people get cut open. It's it's pretty amazing. Hey, I got to ask you, Brandon. <laughs> I have this funny feeling. Are you going to be at the UFC Saturday commentating for the Latinos? No, no, no. This Saturday, actually, I I have the the event of Connor against uh, Dustin in July 10th. Oh, that one doesn't oh, well, suck. That's, that's a good assignment. Who doesn't, who doesn't want to go to the July 10th show, whether you're cornering or not? I mean, that's a that's just going to be a great fun show to be at, and you should be there promoting yourself and being yourself for the fans. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited because I never be in on live in an event uh, doing the broadcast, you know, with with my team. So I'm excited for the new experience. That's awesome, Brand. I'm so proud of you. I, I thank you. I am so. I'm never pick. I always say, "May the best man win." Um, 
but it was just such an honor to roar your name, you know, to Thank be you. the new champion. It's just such an honor. And I, and I want to give my best to your family. Your family's beautiful, my man. You've got a well, beautifully rounded life going. The circle is complete now that you're the champion. Now it's Thank just about you. keeping it all going. Keeping it I all promise. I Definitely. You, I know you do everything possible. Um, let us know how to get a hold of you on social media for the fans watching, please, Brandon. Okay. Are uh, you on uh, Instagram? I, yeah, I have in my Instagram. So in Instagram, like uh, the Assassin Baby, Facebook is Brandon the Assassin Baby. More, uh, my Facebook is Brandon the Assassin Baby Moreno, and I don't have Twitter. It's too much hate there. So that's I, it. With, I, I understand that's it that. For me. I understand that. See, he, he knows what fights to pick, Bruce. That's the mark of a champion. That's okay. <laughs> the best self-defense in the world is knowing where not to go to get into a fight. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. Stick with what exactly we are talking about. Check out millions.co. I just sent you a text. Yeah, I, I saw the message. If you're interested, text me back, and I'll have one of the one of the founders talk to you personally. Perfect. And I'll be waiting for the bottle. I want to taste it. Oh, get me your address, my friend. It's on the way. Trust me. Of course. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for the space. It was an amazing to talk with you, and I hopefully have a, a, a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and go enjoy yourself, Brandon. Go celebrate <sighs> with your family. Take the time off. Regroup. We energize. The world is your oyster. The future is whatever you want it to be, and I wish you all the best, my friend. Congratulations. Amazing. Thank you so much, Bruce. Thank you so much, guys, and, and see you. See you soon, hopefully. See you, champ. I will. Thank you. You know, TJ, um, we have so many fine guests on the show from all varieties of life, but <clears throat> he's the epitome of everything I love in a fighter, everything I love in a young fighter, everything I love in a future fighter who's going to grow with the sport. And he's got so much room and evolutionary process ahead of him. But I, like I meant it on the thing, I know I might butter the bread a little too much at times, but you know what? When you talk to a quality individual like Brandon Moreno, it's, it's so refreshing. Yeah, so no, he, he's got a great story. He's uh, got a good head on his shoulders. He's a uh, you know fantastic representative of uh, mixed martial arts, and really is uh, at the forefront of one of the most diehard combat sports fan communities. And and you know the Latino uh, Mexican heritage, it's built on on fighting. And Brandon Moreno has a, an opportunity to be the biggest star. Uh, for the Mexican fans in, in mixed martial arts. And, you know, when, when I bring up the fact that he was cut, he was the lowest seed uh, on the Ultimate Fighter. There were many of opportunities for him to accept that this journey wasn't going to work out the way that he wanted it to. And he didn't accept that. He, you know, kept his nose to the grindstone and now is the new undisputed UFC flyweight champion of the world. And that intestinal fortitude will not change. It'll be applied all through his future. He's got it. I watch him work as a commentator, work as a fighter, talking, right. becoming his friend in person. It's, I can't say enough about it. I can't wait to watch his process. Yeah, and that, that, that adversity that he's gone through, Bruce, I mean, you got to believe that that has made him stronger and he's better for it. And, and that's one thing that I think is hard. We see this at times. We see, you know, these uh, meteoric rises for athletes and they become, you know, the, the champion. And sometimes it's a little bit too quick. And when they struggle with adversity for the first time, it can break them. It's good to not necessarily have been broken in the past, but to know what it is like to suffer a loss. So when you get to the top, if anything goes awry, you can call upon that experience of having battled through it. And uh, like I said, you know, you, I mean, what's the old saying you either win or you learn. Well, it's good to have learned a couple things on the way up. Yeah. 
just nothing but benefiting them. So let's watch this process. It's going to be very exciting. And uh, I agree with you. There's no reason for a rubber match. Uh, no, I mean, uh, th there may, I mean, it can't even really be a rubber match. Like a rubber match decides which way it's going to go. Like uh, right now it's, it's Brandon up one and then the other one is a draw. So like, if you have a, yeah, a third match right that. now, it's like Figueiredo is going to potentially even it up. But like, to me, maybe we see that fight. Uh, I definitely think we could see that fight. Figueroa also has had some issues making 125 pounds. It's possible that he moves back up to uh Bantamweight, but yeah. I, I really do believe that, you know, Brandon Moreno uh, has some really great uh, contenders and opponents that could fight him. And there, there's no reason, uh, no reason to rush that fight uh, anytime soon. Agreed. Agreed. We'll see how the, what the future holds. Let's talk about Vittori and Adesanya. Um, the whole night was a great night of fights. The crowd, electric, you know, forcing me to, not forcing me, but energizing me even more beyond my normal point. Uh, Israel, hands down, won that fight. Um, he's going to be a strong contender in that middleweight division. for a Marvin Vittori thinks he won, which I, I'm kind of scratching my head on. Well, you know, the thing about Marvin is, and, and I like Marvin too, he's very strong-headed, very determined. Uh, you know, they all think they won at the end to a large extent, but, you know, mm, it was a very Not dominant, really, Bruce, not really. Like, not really. This was a dominant win by Israel. Yeah. Obviously, Marvin was trying to get him to the ground, not going into the striking with him too much, but um, it was very evident who won that fight. But let's go into the Nate Diaz fight. Oh, man. How can you not, seriously... First off, giving Leon Edwards all the credit in the world. He won. The he won. He won. No doubt about it. How can you not love Nate Diaz going five rounds in the last minute of the fifth round? Yep. Bloody as can be, as we all know, you can look at him and go, boo, and the scar tissue is going to open up. You know, and I saw where the cut from the last fight that they had to stop the fight, that opened yeah. up again. Yeah. Which makes me wonder what kind of doctor is working on cutting that cut you know so oh, I, I don't think it's out. necessarily with the doctor i think uh i mean both uh nate and nick have had this problem you know they've been in wars scar tissue it opens wars, up um nick, nick actually had to have his uh eyebrows shaved down like they shaved down the bone um to try to prevent uh the the cutting um maybe nate needs to do that maybe not because that, i mean that's the thing too it's unfortunate when it stops the fight, like the Masvidal uh, stoppage. I mean, it was unfortunate, but like, yeah, for the most part, Nate doesn't really mind bleeding. You know what I mean? It's not something that uh, bothers him. But, uh, you know, I'm curious with with you, Bruce, what your thoughts are, because Nate has fought, I, I think, three times now in the last 22 months. If he had been more active, do you think that he would have been able to put that fight away in that final minute? Because. I'm not saying that he he wasn't firing in all cylinders because I don't think that's necessarily the case. But sometimes you've got to wonder, you know, hindsight being 2020, if he was more active throughout this period, would that moment and opportunity have come sooner or would he have been able to capitalize on it and, and actually finish it, uh, you know, when, when he got the, the moment? I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously, if you're more active, you're going to be sharper in many respects. So maybe would have happened earlier. Uh, his tactic in this fight of turning his back and showing his backside to the fighter and, you know, doing that whole thing. I mean, that's I've, never, I've not seen him do that before. I don't know whether that came on in training. I, I know mean, that he, was, he hasn't done that before, but like he, no. he definitely tries to get under the skin of fighters, you know, flip he tries them to off get under and, the skin of fighters and all. But 
I think it really comes down to the fact that it was just a couple minutes too early, too late or too right. late. Yeah. Too early. Had that, had that scenario in the fifth round happened with two minutes ago or right. two to three minutes ago. Or if it happened in the third round, I think he, he probably carries over into the fourth even, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, Leon was definitely buzzed. There's no question. Yeah, it was hard. It was, but, I mean, and, and that's the thing too. It was a really good fight for Leon Edwards because we, we got to see more uh, of what he is made of. Not that we were, had questions about it, but you know, you think about how long he's had off, you know, he had a, a very tough go of things during COVID and, you know, he comes back, he fights Bilal Muhammad, the, the finger uh, in the eye, uh, you know, stops that fight prematurely. Yeah. So like, this is, this is what you wanted in a lot of ways for Leon to go out there and really you know put in some time um you know granted the the last minute he didn't look so great but it, it was a pretty solid performance uh throughout about 24 minutes of that 25 minute fight right but you know let's get down to brass tacks here and just call call just look at it a black and white situation of you know facts and figures um nate diaz is a total fan favorite the crowd went ballistic yeah. When they saw him walking in the arena on the video tron, much less walking out into the arena into the yeah. octagon. When I was announcing him, I normally don't hear the crowd, but I could tell the reaction when I was saying his name was just phenomenal from the crowd. People love the Diaz brothers. People love Nate Diaz. This show probably sold out because of Nate Diaz to a large extent. Win or lose with a with a record that's what, like 70, 65, 35 win loss record whatever it comes down to with Nate Diaz, future champion. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whoever Nate Diaz faces, win or lose, people want to see Nate Diaz. Right. And as long as that uh, rubber match is still out there between him and, and Conor McGregor, like he has a banked payday. Like that fight has to happen. It doesn't matter if uh, Nate loses two in a row or Conor you know, loses. It, it, that fight is going to be a million plus uh, by pay-per-view. No and, um, you know, I, I hope we get it sooner rather than later. I mean, obviously, you know, Dustin Poirier and Connor are fighting here on July 10th, but um, I don't know. We're starting to uh, approach territory, Bruce, where I get worried that it might not happen if it doesn't happen within the next 18 months. True, but you know what? It comes down to one thing that's been proven. I mean, first off, Nick's been out of the Octagon for two plus years, whatever it's been. Mm -hmm. Eight was out for a while. Um, I put it like this, whatever Nate wants, Nate gets, if Nate yeah. says he wants to fight, he's going to get a fight. Well, and and when that's... I was in the back, when yeah. I was in the back after the fight, uh, Kristen and Henry went to the fight. They flew down to Phoenix. They had a great time. We're in the back. I got to introduce them to a ton of people. It was a great experience for my godson, 16 years old to experience awesome. any 16 year old would love that right. experience. Right. Um, so Nick is walking out with Nate and they're saying hi to Israel Adesanya and You'll see a video of me like I'm tapping him on the back because I want to say hi to, to Nick, you know, because we've been friends for years. So we're talking and I basically said, you know, Nick, when are you coming back? And he looked at Adesanya, he goes, I want him. He goes, tell them I want him. I want to fight. That's Adesanya. crazy. He made it very, very clear That's in crazy. the back that Nick Diaz would love to fight Adesanya. Would you like to see that fight? And would you think they'd even consider making that fight? Um, I'll watch Nick Diaz fight anybody. But is it um, fair to give him a shot at the champion? Well, back? no, not really. No. But, uh, you know, that's that's kind of where it comes down to, like, this spectacle. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a fight that probably would sell well. Um, oh. I, I'm a bit of a purist, Bruce. So, like, I, I'd like to believe that that's a fight that you can't make in your heart of hearts because Nick hasn't, you know, earned it. 
Um, if they did make it, like call me crazy, but I, I wouldn't want it to be for a title. Um, but then you run the risk of having Nick Diaz beat Israel Adesanya and kind of destroy everything. I don't uh, think it's right to take the champion of the middleweight division who's dominating and put him into a non-title fight. You no, know, no, I agree. I agree. But like at the same time, like I'm saying, Nick doesn't deserve a title fight. But exactly. uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I hope that Nick comes back, um, you know, regardless of, of what weight uh, it is. Uh, you know, I, I want to see him uh, fight. M my thing is this and, and this is something that you've sort of alluded to, you know, like what Nate wants, Nate gets uh, both of those guys can make a lot of money by not having to fight and uh, looking at Nick Diaz, uh, th this might sound odd to people, but Nick doesn't like to fight. Nick likes fighting, but Nick doesn't like the whole lead up to a fight. He doesn't like doing press conferences. He doesn't like cutting weight. He doesn't like training camp, um, but he'll go out there and fight. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to have to be like, like you said, Nick wants a certain someone. It's going to have to be a fight that really intrigues him because I don't, I don't think that money is uh, enough at this point because I no, think he's, gotta he's, be lifted. he's doing well. He's got to be lifted and motivated for the fight. He'll make plenty of money. He already knows that. So the pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow when he steps in the octagon. There's no question. I'm going to say it again. Whatever Nick and Nate want, Nick and Nate will get at this point. Yep. No, 100%. So let's talk about the Paul Craig Jamal Hill fight. I was standing up going like this, stop it, stop it, stop it. I mean, yeah. the audience was standing up. Was I feel like a, the ref was too close, maybe. Yeah, and then uh, the doctor told me that it was dislocated elbow and fractured elbow. and maybe. It, so I guess it wasn't. Um, it was dislocated. There were no breaks, which is good. Yeah, well, there's a fracture. No. Oh, no? I was told after that he had fractured it. Press conference, Dana White said no break. Okay, so strictly dislocated. So then that's when the arm was rolling around like that. Yeah, it was Bro, the visual was tough. Was it referee error? I mean, yeah, it, it definitely was referee error. Uh, but but again, like I want to give the referee the benefit of the doubt. Like I don't think he saw something that he ignored. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm, I'm curious of. Did he because, you know, in that moment, it's like we don't know exactly what he was looking at. Um, we have the benefit of live commentators that are you know telling you what's but yeah like watching it on television bruce like pretty clear that his arm was injured um oh yeah it, you know he was a, a newer referee i believe he's from you know arizona i don't, I don't think he's one that travels uh, no i've worked with al before and i think it's only in arizona if i'm not mistaken and he's yeah, a black so, belt i think he's a black belt jujitsu instructor yeah so i mean he I, I i'm not gonna say like the guy should be fired by any no. means but like this is the problem you know that's why it's the toughest job in the world when you do it well no one says anything when you do something amiss, everyone jumps down your throat, but it was definitely tough to watch. I agree. And one of the fight I want to give credit to on the card, which was amazing. And one of performance bonus was the drew Dober, Brad Riddle fight. I mean, Riddell yeah. fight. that was phenomenal. Yeah. Amazing fight. Phenomenal. Uh, I was blown away at the amount of punishment that Dober was walking through. Like he was getting tagged hard. I thought he was going to get, I thought he was going to go out at a certain point. It's very, yeah. very tough kid. No question. Joe and Calderwood yeah. and Lauren Murphy. Oh, uh, phenomenal fight. I, I actually scored that fight a draw. Yeah, I was close to that, too. But let's give Lauren her credit. This yeah, I mean, I think she deserves a title fight. Absolutely. That's the point I'm trying to make. Absolutely deserves it. All the other fighters in the card, they brought their blood, their sweat and their tears, the energy of the crowd. Um, oh, man. Some boo birds, though. Some boo birds in Arizona. Which some what? Boo birds. They were booing a little bit. Oh, they were. They got the restless quick. Too, and I got to say this. And if there are any of the Arizona fans who were booing or listening, 
shut the f up i mean right. you know just stop just with be, the booing just be happy to be out of your house people be happy, yeah be happy we're even here i mean you're booing two warriors that are, are you know one time i told the story before i was at a king of the cage and there were two overweight heavyweights if i can say that right sure fighting and doing they're, they're very oh, heavy heavyweights very very heavy like the first or second fight on the card uh-huh. and larry landless and herb and i are there and we're all you know doing the uh referee you know they're doing the refereeing i'm doing my thing i could never do this at a ufc but i could do it in the non-televised portion of the king of the cage i said to the audience when i went in to announce the winner i said and now for all of you that are booing we're having a special tournament at the end of the fight you can sign up right now and you can fight me, Herb Dean and Larry Landless. We're going to take on all comers just for the people that are booing. Right. We would really appreciate it if you would respect the fighters and stop booing. I mean, TJ, they, they, they pay were quiet. For, right. Of course they were, they were. Of course they were because it was put into perspective. I mean, the, the fans pay for their seat. They're allowed to do what they want to do. They're allowed to do whatever they um, want. I know. But, but the bottom line is, is this, Bruce, I think that the narrative is lost on some fans, especially when they start drinking a little bit. You know, they start boozing it up. They get a little think, too comfortable. But, yeah. I'd like to put it another way. I think that the UFC fighters or MMA fighters offer so much excitement. If there's just a little lull, it's like, Maybe they're right. just used to too much. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, not every fight can be fight of the night. You know what I mean? Some cards, it feels like that. You know, the action is just intense and crazy. But, uh, you know, th- th- at the end of the day, this is a sport where uh, winning and, and losing determines a lot. And sometimes fighters have to be more tactical than entertaining. But uh, I promise you, you go to any fight card, it's very rare that you don't get an oh shit moment, part of my language. But, you know, just wait. It, you know, if, if that fight isn't, uh, you know, tickling your fancy, the next one probably will. Agreed. Uh, with that being said, let's talk about the next fight Saturday. I, I'm going back to Vegas. I'm going to announce the fight on Saturday. We've got uh, uh, the Korean Zombie and Danny Gay going at it and Spivak yeah. and Olenek going at it and Davy Grant and Marlon Vera. You know, good, solid uh, Matt Brown, Diego Lima. Good, solid fight. That's night a crazy card, fight. So like I, crazy I, Matt fight. Brown has been fighting in the UFC since 2007. <laughs> Um, coming off the ultimate fighter season seven. And he, uh, it's crazy to see him still in there um, in the early uh, night of, of action. You got uh, Kanaka Murata taking on uh, Vina Janjadoba. They're both uh, former Invicta champions, um, really talented strawweights. Uh, this is definitely one of those fight cards that unfortunately suffers from being right after a really big pay-per-view. And that's yeah. the sort of the calm before the storm uh, that is, uh, you know, UFC 264. But uh, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of uh, things to uh, tune in for and, and make sure you're in front of the television on Saturday. Agreed. Agreed. And for me, it'll be my last UFC until July 10th when I walk in for Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier's fight. By the way, millions.co, we just announced it. If you check it out, TJ, we have a winner. Gave away our first prize. I announced and gave away a $6,000 trip to a winner named Kenny. Uh, he's getting two tickets to the UFC 264. We're flying him into Vegas. We're putting him up in a hotel. Dude. You are the things. He won a sick that the one I advertise on Instagram. Everybody entered these things when I put them out. Our very first contest from millions.co is a $6,000 prize package that this UFC fan. To the biggest list. UFC of the year. Biggest UFC of the year. Well, he's going. We gave it away. I'm very happy to give it away. Very, very happy. Damn, Millions. Kenny. Yeah. But Kenny, damn, if you're if you're watching, Kenny, I'll be your plus one, bud. <laughs> Check out his reaction in the video. He had no idea. We called him up on Zoom and he had no idea I was on the call and I awarded him the thing. He lost it. He went ballistic. 
That is awesome. I cannot wait to check that out. I'm so happy. So everybody stay with millions.co. Check it out. We're going to be constantly doing these giveaways, you know, and now we've proven it that we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're doing it. That sounded good. Right. Enter the, uh, the contest and you too may have a puncher's chance at winning some, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just did it. Um, okay. TJ, happy father's day. Happy father's day, everybody out there. Thank you for all the cameo. I panicked Bruce. I forgot it was father's day coming up. Father's day on Sunday. I've been doing nothing but a ton of videos, a ton Uh of videos for Uh father's day. You got to go on like a spy mission right now, Bob. Yeah, that's, that's the, uh, the bat phone. The James Bond comes in. I know it's an important business call. We got to let you go then buff. Yeah. I got to get going here. I got a lot to do today. I'm going to be heading out. I'm doing a wedding. Hey. I'm going to Vegas, but on Thursday, I'm appearing at a wedding. I won't want to say the name, but I'm coming out as a surprise for a wedding, um, a big wedding in Vegas. Uh, wow. Nice. Introduce them into the, you know, when they walk down the aisle of love forever for the first time. And they and, don't know? The, the, someone doesn't know, obviously. Someone doesn't know. The wedding planner put it all together. Uh, unbelievable. That's yeah. going to be so cool. Yeah. The husband and wife know, but nobody else knows. Right. That, that, nobody yeah. That, that'll be incredibly shocking. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. awesome. So, and then I have the UFC and that's it. Um, TJ sign off and I'll sign off. Yeah, no, um, would love it if uh, everyone would check out Extra Rounds, uh, courtesy of UFC Fight Pass. We air Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. You can check out the archive uh, anytime uh, over on UFC Fight Pass, uh, as well as their uh, Facebook um, and uh, Twitch as well. This week on the show, someone that you and I have talked to uh, on a number of occasions, uh, the greatest hitter. Of all time, Pete Rowe is going to be stopping by and chatting with uh, Pearl Gonzalez and myself. Oh, well, tell Pete I said hi. We're buddies. I will. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Okay, everybody, I'll be back next week. I'll see you from the Octagon on Saturday. Um, what more can I say? But coming off an amazing show like 263 last weekend, just reinvigorates everything I love in life about the UFC and about the great fans of MMA and about the great male and female warriors that enter that Octagon. Thank you for fueling my fire. We'll talk more about the fire next week. I think next week we got Dean Thomas coming on the show. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's the plan. All right. We'll shoot the uh, Crapola with Dean Thomas. He's always fun and very funny. And um, TJ, have a great weekend again. Happy Father's Day. Thanks, right. Buff. Same to you. I mean, uh, Henry and Rupert are, are essentially your, your children. And, uh, you know, I, I've got uh, Oliver. You know, we, we got to probably take some time and be with our boys. Absolutely. No question. Um all right, everybody, set your goals, write them down. You heard about one of the best goal setters ever, Brandon Moreno on the show. Talk about setting goals. That's proof in the pudding right there of everything we preach. Uh, know what you're doing. When you step on that path, be the best you can be because then you're winning. And that's what we're all about on the show is winning. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day. Buffer out. Love you all. Cheers. <laughs>